Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of A Work in Progress, a podcast about business, mindset, and growth. I'm here with my lovely co-host, Afgar, uh, and we have a very special guest on today, um, Kevin Vu. Um, he'll be joining us today. Say hi, Kevin. Hey, what's up? I'm kind of nervous, I'm not going to lie, but thanks for having me, guys. Well, we're very excited to have you here. Yeah. How, how, uh, you, you said you were nervous, so how do you feel about being on the podcast and introduce yourself to our audience. I'm pretty sure they all would know you. <laughs> <laughs> introduce yourself. Um, well, I'm Kevin. I met Picard in my first year of school in kindergarten. Um, he came up to me with a Lego, and that just morphed our friendship right there. I met Afkar in eighth grade. It was in a drama class. <laughs> I can't remember exactly how we met, but we were sitting there and we were just laughing, and I realized this guy's kind of cool. And... The next following years that came up, the rest was history. Yeah. Our friendship blossomed. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, in this uh, special episode, we'll be talking about humility. Very uh, important topic in terms of, you know, business and personal growth. Um, We've got a few different topics to cover. Um, I guess we're first going to start off with uh, the topic of open-mindedness and uh, quote-unquote know-it-alls. I'm sure we have... uh, (laughs) We've had our own run-ins with with uh, know-it-alls and people that are not as open-minded as they should be. Um, yeah. Any thoughts? Any thoughts? Uh, yeah. So for me, I've definitely dealt with people on either side of the spectrum. Uh, people who are very open-minded and people who uh, just are really resistant to change or having their opinions changed at all. Uh, I personally like dealing with people who are open-minded. I like to think I'm open-minded. I want to be an open-minded person, but mm-hmm. there are definitely times where I like fall back on like, oh, no, I'm probably right, but mm-hmm. that's something that I'm working on and <laughs> aiming to do better. Uh, I think mostly for me, like in terms of personal life, it comes in the form of conflict, which we will touch on later mm, with Kevin. Yes, yes. But in terms of business, like working with managers, for example, or people who are of older generations, I feel like they've, because right now, like I'm, a, I'm an intern. Um, mm-hmm. I've mostly held an intern position. Um, some of the jobs I've had, uh, they've been good in like, sort of like making me feel validated, making my opinions feel heard. But there's other jobs that I've had where like, I, it's the same if I say nothing. Like, I feel like I'm just past the mic or the spotlight over mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just to feel like I'm included, but my opinion's actually worth nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, same. And that's kind of hard to, hard to like, you know, cope with because coming from business school, they always tell you like, you guys are the next forward think Your opinion <laughs> matters. Yep. Like you're going out there and changing the world. Does it? Do you feel like it matters? No. No, I just no. feel like I'm a cog in the machine. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think at our level, it's because we have so we're so expendable. Mm. If they don't like your opinion, and it's in human nature, they don't like your opinion. They'll get a, a quote unquote better opinion from someone else that's mm-hmm. more in line with them. And we don't like necessarily have the experience either to like that's right. back it up. That's right. Exactly. Um, but I think like you can tell when someone actually listens to you, mm-hmm. and like takes a moment to think about what you're saying mm-hmm. as opposed to when they just agree to it just to stop you from like keep talking right mm-hmm. yeah yeah right. and just like you know like please you and ease tensions mm-hmm. and that relates to personal life like yeah. even me for example if i have like a- opposing opinions with people uh in personal relationships i have the tendency to just like agree with them because you don't want you just want them to stop talking yeah like it's, uh, it's too much of a hassle to like 
like I don't find it's worth my time to like invest more into that relationship and try to like Fair get enough. them to sort of like see my side. Fair enough. Where when like I don't see it like really going anywhere, so I just mm-hmm. like agree and like yeah. just try and move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. No, I'm I'm a little bit more of the opposite. I what? I'm always I always like to correct the record or kind of just <laughs> yeah yeah let them let them know what's straight. let yeah. them know what's what's wrong set up straight at least give them like the way I share it I don't say like. Oh, I'm right. I just say like, "Hey, here's a valid perspective." You. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, I apologize, viewers. Just ignore stupid Google Home. Um, what was I saying? You were saying you uh, share your perspective. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so it's not from the perspective that I'm 100% correct and you're wrong. It's like from the perspective that like, here's a valid perspective that you might have missed. Maybe this, you haven't factored this in, and this might change your mind. That's yeah. that's like. I like to state that and I like to say like that's where I'm coming from. Yeah. What about you, Kevin? Well, it's like in my general experience with people who are quote unquote know-it-alls, it's mm-hmm. it's been fairly negative, you know, like there's no reason to try to convince someone that doesn't want to be convinced. Okay. Yeah. You know, ears are closed and sometimes they're looking right at you, but you can tell they're not listening. Like they're looking right at mm-hmm. you and they're retaining nothing, either straight over their head or... Goes in through one year and out the other. Exactly. And so it's like, maybe the first time you can try to reason with them and just try to explain whatever it is. It can be the small situation. It can be the biggest thing. But I find that nowadays, it's just much easier to do what you do. You know, just you, if you just agree with them and you just go with what they're saying, it's much easier to control the situation that way. Yeah, yeah. I, I like to relate to like... Uh, if you have like an uncle that holds like very extreme views on something, yeah, like you know he's like a conspiracy theorist, mm-hmm. things like mm-hmm. I, I don't know, like we've never been to the moon or something like that. Yeah, I just uh-huh. agree with the dude because I'm like it's not worth my time. That's true. And energy that's true. To like get into oh, it. Oh, that's true. So this this is the easiest one. It's uh it's COVID. You know it's vaccinations and so right. Yeah, yeah. I've had yeah. like with people. Tons. Like, yeah. Tons. Tons. I'm like oh shit, you're an anti-vaxxer. No, no, yeah, I, yeah. Me too, me too, I don't me know too. when medicine became a political subject, you know? Oh, very true. Medicine yeah, yeah, is true. scientific. No, but the thing is, I go to the gym and I talk to people all day and the only people I talk to are the vaccinated ones because I know that they are willing to listen to science. They're open to changing their bodies, just like they're already doing at the gym, right? Mm-hmm. And then I see, obviously, these people who are very ignorant, are very stubborn, and they tell me they're anti-vax. It's, you know, it's fake. It's, it's not real. And I, tell them, and I ask them why and it's always the same answer. Oh, you know, I haven't gotten sick. Clearly, COVID's not real. And so it's that idea of, okay, I can see that they're not going to, you know, listen to me. They're not open-minded at all. They are a know-it-all. So mm-hmm. what's the point of teaching someone something if they know it all, you know? Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I agree with that. Um, I will say, I don't want to politicize this issue too much. But, yeah, I won't. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I, I know with what you're saying. Like, there is... A group of people that you know can't take the vaccine because you know have health reasons, legitimate health reasons, yeah. and there's some people that are just staunchly against it because yeah. of some government conspiracy and stuff. <laughs> but so, it's just like in my view, it's like it's not very consistent, right? You see them using the latest iPhone. Yep. Yep. Um, you know they don't care 5G. if Apple invades their data yeah. privacy. They're using five G networks, whatever, yeah. whatever. But for some reason, this vaccine is uh, is is gonna put microchips in your body. Yep. It's the chair so, on top. So I'm gonna. I'm going to kind of disagree. This might be a tangent, but okay. I'm going to offer an opposite perspective mm-hmm. just try, because I really want to understand this. Mm-hmm. Sure. I think a big part of the blame could be, one, mistrust in government officials and how mm-hmm. governments handle 
all of COVID. Very valid. Right? Yep. Yeah. I feel like there wasn't a lot of transparency. Yep. There wasn't a lot of, like, I feel like a lot of governments didn't have people's mm-hmm. interests mm-hmm. uh, in mind first. It was mm-hmm. more so about, like, protecting the economy. How can we, yep. like, minimize the financial damage? How fast that can we COVID reopen? Yep. Yeah. How fast can we reopen? Yep. Yeah. Uh, so those two things in mind. And then the third thing is, uh, honestly, social media. Yeah. Because if you think about it, whatever appears on our feed and everything, it's catered towards us. It's yes. information yes. that we want to interact with. That's right. right. And the more we interact with that sort of information, it turns into a feedback. That's right. And That's right. It, we get more of like, That's that sort right. of thing. Yeah. So if we're like pro getting vax, like mm-hmm. let's say, yeah. um, we're going to get like those articles. We're going to be yeah. like, Pfizer vaccine does this, yeah. blah, 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 vaccine yeah. does this. Mm-hmm. But now if you shift that, and if you look at people who are um, like anti-vax or whatever, they follow all these like anti-vax people. They yes, follow all these right. uh, yeah. news sources, mm-hmm. and like most people don't have the time to like put in the research. They yes. expect like the news. Yeah, but that's where the know-it-all it. aspect comes into it. They're not willing to put in that right, 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 right. effort. I'm just saying, like, because social media exists, right. and because you can get easily get stuck into that like mm-hmm. feedback loop. Yes, mm-hmm. it's really hard to like get out of there, especially if you have like yeah. communities in yes. there. Yes. I'm re- I'm really glad you brought this up because I think it's very important that you did. Because the whole point of being open-minded is that you're willing to listen to both perspectives, right? Mm-hmm. right. Like, for me, it's like, I, I, you know, I, I just mentioned, you know, there's lots of people that are not maybe anti-vax, but like they're against the vaccine, maybe because they have some legitimate health concerns or whatever. And like you said, mistrusting government officials. Mm-hmm. The way I look at it, it's like, yeah, I want to hear them out first. Yeah. Depends on what they're saying, right? If the first sentence to me is like, they're putting microchips in, in your body. <laughs> okay, okay, I get it. Yeah. But like, I'll let you finish the sentence. You know sure. what I mean? Like, it's like, that's the same way, like, a big example that I've noticed a lot is, like, and I don't want to get overly political, but it's, like, you know, people who voted for Trump in 2016, mm-hmm. right? Maybe not 2020, but 2016. Yeah. It's, like, this guy's an outsider. I mean, he's done a lot of sexist, racist things. Yep. But, I mean, people who label all Trump supporters or Trump voters, not even supporters, Trump yep. voters, people who just cast his name in the ballot as, like, deranged so far gone individuals but like yeah. in reality it's like people in really poor states really poor cities yeah. hillary clinton doesn't even visit your state but trump comes and he says he's going to keep your job yada yada yeah. you're going to vote for it, right like at the end of the day it's like your you know food and family on the table right. and it's like i feel like a lot of people especially on media when they're like they just hear one label or one thing like oh he likes Trump or he voted for Trump. Oh, he's canceled. Yeah. Nah, I don't talk to this guy. Don't listen to him at all. But yeah. it's like a lot of people have very valid reasons for what they do. Yeah. yeah some are like they put microchips in your body yeah. kind of shit. But like other times I think it's, it's very valid. And I, I think yeah. that's the whole point of being open-minded is to like let them finish the sentence then then make your decision, I think. Yeah, see. Yeah, see, that was a situation with my grandma when um when my family in uh, Canada found out that she voted for Trump. It was really confusing because... Um, mm-hmm. My grandma's a self-made woman, you know? Mm-hmm. All of the wealth that she's accumulated was done by her own. So when she saw this guy on the news who's mm-hmm. talking about he's a self-made man, you know? Mm-hmm. He's built his own empire. And he has this huge following of people who believe in this guy that's going to keep all American jobs, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's going to build um, all these towers and this big wall that's going to mm-hmm. help mm-hmm. separate this from all the immigrants. Mm-hmm. My grandma, like, she was like, oh my God, this is the guy that we need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and, and it's like, at the time, it's like, compared to the candidate he was up against, Yeah, like, very valid. I mean, he's saying what he's saying. He didn't do any of those things. Yeah. He did, like, he did a, you know, yeah. I think a pretty bad job as a president, objectively speaking, but like, it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, 
you know, people have reasons for what they did. And right. Like, yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's all part of being open minded. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, yeah. And one thing is like, we're in this new era where information is so easily accessible Mm-hmm. But that's a really double-edged sword. Because yeah. it, it can be true or false, yes. Yeah, and yeah. you have so much information to go through to, like, verify. Yeah, like, that's right. Like, it takes a lot of effort for people who maybe, like, don't have that time. Like, exactly. after I come home from, like, work or something, yeah. I don't want to be researching whether, like, that's right. this vaccine's good or, like, yeah, you know, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. So yeah. I can see where that side is, and I can see how easy it is to, like, get roped into it. Yeah. Exactly. Obviously, it's a little different for us because, again, like I said, we have, like, a different channel where we get news sources as well right. as other people. Yeah. Um, but even that being said, I'd like to transition over because you talked about family. Yeah. It was like experiences with family uh-huh. and how, at least for mine anyways, yeah. uh, my family's not very open-minded. Mine isn't either, yeah. When it comes to me, like mm-hmm. they're like, they want me to be in like a certain way. Like, right. um, like for example i don't think my family would be very happy if i like came out as being gay not saying that i am but no 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 i yeah. no, completely agree they're yeah. very traditional it's nothing yeah, yeah it's nothing that they have against the, uh like people uh people in like the lgbtq community yeah. mm-hmm. it's just that they want me to like have that like traditional like yes. have wife like yes. Have yes. grandchildren that's right. for them yes. like, right. that's like the path that they want me to follow right yeah and it's like i'm at this weird point in my life where because we were all like immigrated from a different country, right? Right. And they still hold on to those traditions and they're not like they're holding on to them for dear life because that's their identity. Mm, like yeah. yes. That's how like they're not they wouldn't really call themselves Canadians, you know? Yes, yeah. no, they immigrated here. Yeah, right. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to adopt the values. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. they're trying to like hold on, like with the close-knit, like w- even within their social circle, right. it's all people who are like trying to hold on yeah. to like their values, their culture, right. and yes. like try to like make it work yes. in a Canadian society, Yeah. which necessarily doesn't work all the time. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't, and like for me, it's different because... I would say I was raised like going to school and stuff. Yeah. A different set of values and a different set Western of Western like, values. Like, yeah, Western values. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's at that impasse now where like mm. my decisions of my own yeah. and like decisions my parents want me to make mm-hmm. are causing conflict. Yes. Like, like one thing, for example, is right. uh, in my like culture and like traditional like Sri Lankan culture, right? Uh, people get married pretty early. Really? Like, How yeah, early? 22 23 you're 21 what are you gonna yeah, do exactly. you have a year <laughs> so like that, that was one thing i'm like and like it's usually an arranged marriage mm-hmm. my mom was talking to me about that and i was like what the yeah. i can bear mom i can bear. you guys remember my story about my arrangement yeah, 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 yeah. I remember, oh I remember. so it's like <laughs> and it's wild. like it's hard because like uh like marriage is something that's so far away from me mm-hmm. like i can't even think about it like not even because like oh i don't want to get married yeah. It's like it's just a foreign it, concept. Right like, now. Yeah, there's like uh, a financial aspect to it's, it. There's it's a different like, phase in your life. Yeah, and yeah. I also think like life's different now. Like that's right. Back, back when like my, our parents were like getting married and stuff, yeah, you know, right. it's probably like buying a house was relatively cheaper, and like mm-hmm. being able to raise yeah. a family was relatively cheaper right. as opposed to how it is now, where now it's, it's a brutal. lot more competitive. It's brutal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I don't want to be raising a family where I don't have like the financial security and like the ability to do that. Yeah, and that's and that's, that's a proper true. way to do things. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So. 
tying it back to my family not being open-minded, they have this like very rigid path for me to follow. And that caused a lot of conflict. And I don't really know how to navigate it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, I think that's an example of like, like you said, they're holding on to all of that because that's part of their identity. Yeah, and I don't fault them. Yeah, like, not, at all, not yeah. at all. They have they have every right to, I guess, live their lives how they want it. Mm-hmm. Right? But it's like when you're imposing it on your like now adult son, it's like, and like you're not being open-minded to right. how he feels and what he wants out of life. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it goes back to the, the topic of humility and like, they, I don't know how your parents, I know your parents, but like, mm-hmm. it's like, there's a certain kind of, maybe not hubris, but like a bit of pride saying like, I know the best way to live for you to live your life. Right. Yeah. But, but it's like, it's like, that, that's not the case though. You yeah. don't, you don't, yeah. you don't, yeah. but like they think they do, you know, yeah. and I feel like a lot of like Asian parents in general think that yeah, way. It's because yeah. it's because like, of all the mistakes they've made and they just don't want us to make to repeat those mistakes. That's just how it is. Right. Yeah. yeah. But to add to that the situation where they made those mistakes in are right. a lot different than the situation where we're in. It's true. Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah. when they were 20, the problems that they had, as opposed to when we're 20, the problems yeah. that we have, sure, they might be similar, but the context surrounding those problems are a lot more different yeah. in terms of, like, jobs and, like, how we're going to get from one place to the next, like, yeah. how the paycheck's going to come from, yeah. like, where we're going to meet people. Um Like, just even, like, like, dating, for example, or, like, in, like, the concept of, like, arranged marriages... Because, like, you didn't have, like, Facebook or, like, Tinder or, like, dating apps back in the day. Yeah. Like You have communities, you know. Yeah, and, you have communities. Yeah. And if you want to meet someone, like, you'd have to do it through said communities. Yeah. Especially yeah. from, like, a very, like, cultural and traditional place. Yeah. yeah. And that's different now, you know? Like, it's... That's true. My, my pool of people aren't just, like... I mean, just other show like Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, a whole wide array of people. It's true, it's true. Yeah. What about uh, your family? Man, I grew up in the most closed-minded like <laughs> household possible. You guys obviously know my siblings, and you know my mom, and you know the type of like hardships I've gone through. And mm-hmm. like even now, I, I agree with the with what you said about the rigid pathway, and you can't really stray from it. Otherwise, it results in you know disappointment or like disagreement. And well, so for me, yeah, that's how I like tried to be for a lot like. Sure. I'd say doing this podcast right now is straying from it because like one thing, like one of the Asian values that my parents have is like, you know, talk about your problems. See, yeah. see here's the funny mm. thing about that is my mom became westernized because I tell my mom everything. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where this open-mindedness changes where your parents are open to a degree as long as it doesn't affect their own values for you. And for mine, it was my mom was willing to throw away all those traditional values to preserve this relationship with all her kids. So my parents aren't like that. No, uh, I, I, I'm yeah. glad. I'm, I'm glad you had that experience. But yeah. for me, it wasn't like that. I don't know, Picard. You can touch on like how you are with your family. I feel like your family's pretty. Yeah, I feel like your oh, my family's very, very open minded. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> complete opposite of mm-hmm. you guys's. Um, your mom thought we were dating at one point. <laughs> yeah, my mom. My mom kind of thought. I don't know if she was joking. She might be half joking. I'm sure she's listening upstairs right now, but um, <laughs> she, she made a crack to Afro one time that like, oh, really? so I was gay. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, I don't I was... know if it was, she was serious or not. She was half joking. So, I, I think. Real but, quick, like, real she, quick. Yeah. Let me tell the story because it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, I was working at uh, his mom's flower, flower place. Sure. 
and we were I was uh, helping her deliver flowers. Right. Uh, like put it into the van so she can unload it and take it away. Oh, I think you told me yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're walking, and then oh she's like, gosh. so, like, there's not <laughs> so she's like, she's straight up asking, she's like, you gay? Mm. <laughs> No. <laughs> no. There's nothing she, wrong with that. Yeah. yeah. She's, like, she's like, okay, okay, okay. Picard game? <laughs> I'm like, no. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah. That was, was a really funny story. And that's like, that's a genuine way of asking. Yeah. Like, they're genuinely yeah. curious. Yeah. Honestly, it was like, it, it was kind of sweet of her though. Like, yeah. she was like willing to like, at least yeah. be open to that. No, yeah. no, no. And like, I think her and, and, my, and my dad are, I guess they, they're always willing to listen to what I have to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I mean, unless it's something that's like where they're worried about my safety or something, sure, mm-hmm. right, where they're looking okay. out for me. It's yeah, like very yeah. like, oh, like have you thought this through? Yeah, well, I, and like yeah, they're like very open minded. Like they they respect like my views and like yeah. how I yeah. carry myself. And like that's one thing. One other thing I want to tie back to is like, I feel like my parents do have my best interests in yes. mind. Yes. It's yes. just that their version of that doesn't necessarily correlate yeah. with the version that I have. That's right. That's right. right. Yeah. And, and I think that's like a, a big step that a lot of parents, uh, I'm not saying, like, yeah, I'm not a parent. I yeah. cannot relate. Mm-hmm. Parents are amazing. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I feel like that's a step that some do miss. It's like, maybe your kid at one point might know what's best for them as opposed to you knowing yeah. what's best for them for their entire life. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, that. that's like the step that I feel like a lot of parents, and especially especially Asian parents, like they, they miss. And especially, they're like, yeah. They're like, they think that like, even when you're 60 and you have grandkids, that you'll still know what's best for them. You know yeah, I mean? it's yeah, like, yeah. It's like, you know, it's time to let go a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. No, it's, yeah, no, even my mom now, she's still struggling with that concept. It's like, she knows that we live in this place where freedom is a real concept, you know? It's mm-hmm. not like that for my mom. Like, like she went through the war. She didn't have freedom, you know? She mm-hmm. had to move to another country. She mm-hmm. had to start up her life. She didn't get to have the choices that we do today. Mm-hmm. And so... For her, she's still struggling with that concept of, okay, you know what? These guys can still do what they want, but I'm still trying to help them. And I see that. I can see mm. that she's still trying to help. And I get that whole, I'm trying to protect my kid. And that's how mm-hmm. she sees it, yep. you know? It's yep. straight protection. Yep. It's whether it's education, it's jobs, it's finances. I'm just trying to protect and help mm-hmm. my kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, like, she does get caught up in the, I know what's best for you. Yeah. And that's kind of where the open-mindedness really faults for her. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame her, you know? She's doing her best as a mom, and she's doing her best to help me, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, yeah. Very, very valid. And, like, what about your, your brothers? Oh, man, my brother is really, uh, they're really also close-minded. We grew up in a really traditional household where everything was by the book. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking traditional Vietnam, where it's, uh, you know, you graduate school, there's no girlfriend. Oh, I strayed from that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, multiple times, I think. Just, <laughs> multiple times. Just like from yeah. a young age. I'll just I'll just tell you some of the restrictions. Like there was uh there's no sports, there's no extracurriculars. What? You're home. At, you're home at three PM. I, I had the I had the same thing. You know, and it's just sports? No, I had the no. you had to be home like after school. Okay, that's yeah. but like I never like I, I remember like me and my parents used to get into like huge fights with like even if I'd come yeah. home to your place, yeah. I used to get into huge fights because like they'd be like Not coming home immediately is a yeah, real it's like, a real cancer. And they'd yeah, always yeah. they'd always tell me they're like back like when we were in Sri Lanka, like my parents never let me go out like, yeah. after school. Yeah, and this is because yeah. of what happened in Vietnam. Like there there were yeah. gangs out. Yeah, and, and I was like yeah. And for me, it was so simple. For me, it was, (laughs) does it look like I'm going to 
No, it's exactly what Picard said. Look around you. Yeah. It, does it look like it? We live in Vancouver. And yeah. so, like, I get it where they're just trying to protect me, but those are just some of the values that I, I grew up with. The, like, technology was always under restriction, too. And, yeah, you kind of have to fight for all those things as you grow up. And, oh, my brothers, they adopted those values. Like, they, they absorbed all that. Very also close-minded. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's everything in terms of career paths. You know, you can't, like, there's no arts. There's no, uh, there's none of that leisure stuff. It's, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's It's not business. Being creative? Oh, yeah. No. Oh, you like dancing? <laughs> <laughs> and it's not necessarily their fault, but they're also just not open to changing their perspective of things. Mm. You know? Well, like, I think from the way that they view it, mm-hmm. um, especially for me and you, Kevin, is like, yeah. our parents, like, they work really hard to get Canada. Like they mm-hmm. were like oh well, that's one of the things yeah. they feel like, like they, we're wasting our yeah. opportunity that they sacrificed is a, huge... a lot to yes. be here yeah and they don't want us like they want us to like be put in a way where like we don't have to go through the same struggles that exactly they, they want us to succeed because i can't imagine what my mom went through so like i completely get it see it's it's, it's this weird balance fr- between like they don't want you to go through the same struggles they did yeah. but then they're here telling you that they're giving they, us new struggles by like forcing yeah, us to yeah, go yeah, no, yeah, no yeah. it's like that thing where you said like oh back in you were saying how your parents were like oh back in Sri Lanka you had to come home immediately yeah. there was no hanging out after school and stuff yeah. but then it's like well you you want you don't want those struggles for me but like now you want those struggles for me like, like yeah. You, yeah, yeah, yeah why why yeah so uh for me like I don't even know why, but like I wouldn't call myself rebellious in any other sense. Oh, that's exactly how they saw me for like yeah, three like, to four years. Like in school, I was I was never really rebellious. Me neither. Yeah. Never talked back to my teachers. Yeah, never, never talked back. Like I was always respectful to them. But like mm-hmm. when it came to, when it came to my parents, like I just like I knew. I don't know whether it was a gut feeling or whatever. You were that was. kid, right? Yeah, I was, I was like, that kid. Yeah, yeah, like I was the kid where like other people's parents would be like, "Don't be like him." Yeah. Yeah. You know what I find funny? I think both of you are the black sheep in your own family. We were. But we the, are. The difference yeah. is Afkar is the oldest and I'm the third child. Yeah, so for me, like, being yeah. the oldest, I've sort of, like, you're set the... You're like, supposed to be the... Yeah, uh, I'm supposed to set the, the model. foundation. Yeah. And, like, even to this day, like, I, I, like... Like, I'm not super close with my family. I find it hard to, like, be close to them because, A, I don't want to, like... The way I view it, like, I don't want to, like, talk to my siblings because I want to, like, corrupt sure how they like i don't want to stray them from the path that mom and dad wants them to go through sure but you see like they're kind of right they're following your parents advice like word for word and then like not yeah again it goes back to like i truly believe like they need to go through it on their own like i went through it on my own i made the decisions for myself i I believe in that too you know yeah Yeah. if they like if they get to that point where like they hit that like realization point yeah. Then yeah, like that's that's good for them. You know, this goes back to what I said to you a few years ago. I said I want you to learn, but I don't want you to learn this way. Yeah. And, that, <laughs> yeah. and that's where this line comes in. And yeah, but learning it that way is yeah. the only sometimes way the only can, way. Yeah, that's exactly. true. It's the only no, way that you can like truly true. truly learn. And it's like going See. through going through that struggle, then you kind of realize mm-hmm. the lessons. Yeah, and you learn from you don't make that mistake again. See, you're the old, you're you're the oldest child, and so like you're meant to be the model. Me, I'm meant to follow a certain like pathway because she's seen it already with my two older brothers, and and you're the odd one out still. Why is that? I was very I I'm still the odd one out, and it's like it's just my choices because I want to explore that freedom. You know, you're I just ha- odd. 
like I have that open mindedness, and I want to explore it. You know, I want yeah. to go places. I want to. Uh, you have a version of life that like you want to live. Exactly. And, yeah. And I'm sorry that they don't get to experience that because either they're too scared to, or they don't want to fray from the path. Right, and that's something that like I had to like really come it's to terms scary, with. It's scary, isn't it? Right. Yeah, it is. The way your parents feel about you in yeah. the relationship that that really gets broken down when you start making your own choices. Like, yeah. So agreed. For me, where the like. Because with my parents, they were just like, if you do something bad, I don't want to know. That was the the thing that they had with me. See, that's what my mom did for us. She always told us, I can help you. I want to know. I'm not going to be happy, but I want to know. My mom always said that. Okay, my parents were just like, I don't want to know. Like, they were just straight (laughs) up like, I don't want to know. Uh Um, And it goes back to that whole, like, you know, the social circles and how all that worked. Um, And one thing that I had to realize was... I can't be living my life to please others. You're right. And I have to do what, at the end of the day, is going to make me happy. Yeah. And I know that's not going to make my parents happy. And I still feel like a certain sense of me, a part of me is like, I do need to live my life like to like please my parents and like Mm -hmm. do right by them. Mm -hmm. And that's like a big conflict I struggle with. Sure. I don't know how to work those two things out. Because those two things are, those two things are always in conflict with one another. It is. Like, for some reason, Trying to explore your own freedom and trying to please them is like the most contrasting things. And I'm not sure why. I, yeah, I, know? I, I don't know why. Either. Like, I'm not trying to disrespect you. I'm not yes. trying to. Yes, yeah, that, that's like, the thing. I'm I not really trying just to want to you. explore my own path. And yes. Like, I'm open enough. I'm open-minded enough to explore that path. And I'm sorry that you're not. But I get where you're coming from. I know you don't want me to make mistakes. I know mm-hmm. you don't yes. want me to be hurt and to fall under, but... Sometimes yeah. you do have to take those steps and learn. And, and sometimes you do need to make those mistakes to learn. Exactly. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's just how life works, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Having open-mindedness is a double-edged sword, you know? You can also mess up as hard as you uh, succeed, so... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think the only way I've come to terms with it is... I'm just gonna do... Exactly. Like, you I'm do what gonna, you yeah, want I'm to do. I'm just gonna do what I do. Yeah. I just, like, hope and pray that it somehow magically works out that they like accept it yeah high chance it's not going to yeah and maybe i might end up regretting my decisions sure but at least at least i did like by my like at least i did by my own intuition and did like by myself Mm -hmm. and another thing i wanted to add like uh when it came to my parents was like i was always super because i always disagreed with them i always tried to be like independent from them and like kind of See, like that's the other thing myself. too. Independence is a huge, uh, how do I say it? Sword? How would you, what would you <laughs> call it? I think it's going to be swords. For you. <laughs> that's, that's the easiest way. Because that's how they see it. That's how my mom, my mom always says, like, oh, you're stabbing me in my back. And yeah. Independence no. is, mm. I guess it falls along like the same path as uh, freedom and like exploring that path. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think for me, it was like, even before, like, okay, so one thing for me was my parents would always, like, be like, you know, we brought you to this country. Like, uh, you we, owe them something. Yeah, like, I owe yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just hated the feeling of feeling, like, in debt to them. Yeah. Like, even before I could legally work, yeah. I found a way to, like, make money to, like, buy stuff. Yeah. Or, like, get through yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, so, like, the second I turned, like, 14, mm-hmm. I got a job. Yeah, like I had a job. I remember, what was it? McDonald's. Yeah, it was McDonald's. Yeah, good job. It was a good job. <laughs> but 
at least, like, at least, like it was a good high school job, and yeah. like it taught me a lot of lessons. I'm very yeah. grateful for that job, but mm-hmm. would not want to do that again. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's all first jobs. No yeah, yeah. Wants to do it again. Yeah. Uh, but I remember entering uh, grade eight. Yeah. My dad, like, he had like a talk with me, and he was like, "Oh, if you get to university, like." We'll, we'll, we'll like we'll pay for it like mm-hmm. we'll find a way like you know sure take care of but it. you didn't want that no and i remember yeah, that day like i just too. like i very vividly like told myself i do not want to be able to go to university on my parents money sure because i don't want them to hold that over me mm. like they're holding the fact that they brought me to canada yes because i didn't really have control over the fact that like i was a kid like what was i supposed well, to do well the other thing too is once they start paying for it they kind of dictate what you study exactly 100 100 percent. and then like if they're like hey after we don't want you to go more parties and stuff yeah, you know right. and then you can be like yeah what am i paying all that money for yeah, yeah and exactly. you're just well exactly. i guess i'm stuck i'm sorry you know yeah yeah so like i just got very lucky with the mm. fact that like i was able to get a scholarship and like you know what luck is Luck is when skill and opportunity meet. Yeah. <laughs> so we're very wise. Oh, that's a good one. It, well, yeah. I, I was able to get really lucky and like, um, I think a lot that's of things worked out. Yeah. Skill, like whatever you want to call it. I feel sure. like I lucked out. That wasn't my original plan. My original plan was like go to college and like, like work at the same time, transfer yeah. out and then like yeah. be able to attend university. Sure. I got very lucky and like was able to get a scholarship. So. I remember the day I told my parents that I was moving out. Did that freak them out? Did that it, ruin your relationship? We had a huge fight. Yeah, see? And I literally told them, I was like, there's nothing you can do about this decision. Was it the fact that <sighs> you got a scholarship? Was it the fact that you were moving out that made that argument? It was the fact that I was moving out because they didn't want me to move out. Moving out means giving up control. That's two right. strokes of independence. Like, A, yeah. you're yeah. not paying for it. And B, I'm yeah. out of your hair. I'm not living in your house Yeah, anymore. and I like, I told my mom then and there, like, I was like, you can consider me, like, done like off your plate like, right you don't have to worry about this like you right. got three other children yeah focus on them mm-hmm. and like i love my parents but even much. that statement itself just scares them yeah that's why like, they react that way i don't know for me it was just like, like it was a lot of things it was like yeah. the, my health yeah that was something that was very affected by it uh-huh. uh like mental health not something that's like talked about in like asian families like Mental health doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> when, when my parents yeah. found out that like, yeah. uh, I went to, like, I, I've been to a therapist, like, m- multiple times right, in my life. Right. But when they found out that that happened, like, it was like, what? Like, it, like they could not comprehend that yeah. their son would have to go see it. Because to them, that's not real, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. like the way I view it is, like, you go to the doctor for, like, a physical checkup. Physical checkup, yes. You go to a therapist for, like, a mental checkup. Yeah. Like, yeah. When, that, when you're feeling yeah. down, like, you know, you want to be able to like com- yeah. wait, figure out whatever's going on in your head. Your exactly. brain is super complex. That's how I view it. Like, how do I fix it, right? Yeah, like how do I fix it or how, like what are better strategies like dealing with like anxiety, pressure, like whatever issues that yeah, come it's up. A, and it's a good take. Yeah. That's a good take on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So that's how I view it. It's like tremendously helped me ever since mm-hmm. I was able to like get over like that stigma that was built by my parents. Mm-hmm. But for them, like by me going to a therapist, like they view that as like, I you need to be like clinically insane to go like that's how oh yeah you, there's something really wrong with you there is yeah. you are somewhat on the spectrum or you are de- you are depressed like you are to, to them i'm not even sure depression exists yeah like it's oh, just something yeah, depression you know, is just sad to them you know just yeah. get over it that's yeah, what yeah. Ex- say, that know? exact quote yeah. get over it and so and like, like again i can't yeah. blame them for this because that's how they were like raised yeah it's a different, different that was context. the environment that they yeah. were given yeah. yeah and it goes back to like having the open openness to like Mm-hmm, you know, yeah. 
change. And like the way I deal with it is mm-hmm. like um, we have like I, I call her my second mom. We have that high school teacher that we were super close to. She always tells me, you know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Right. And mm-hmm. like whatever's learned, like it's it's there. Like it's mm-hmm. ingrained. Mm-hmm. And like it's not like I can go and get a new set of parents. No, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So I just have to like, like it's something that I just have to deal with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of similarities in our family. Mm-hmm. Growing up. I, I will say this, however, sure. There's a lot of aspects of my life I'm happy about. I was Me telling you this earlier. Yeah. And I realized this like a couple days ago. The one aspect I'm not happy about is like my family life. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. something I can't control. Mm-hmm. The other aspects of my life I can't control. I can control the way I look. I can control like. Things I eat, yeah. I can control mm-hmm. the relationships I have, I can mm-hmm. control the jobs I work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't really like control my family. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. So I don't really know what the best answer or like the best way to deal with my family yeah. is. I'm pretty sure the relationship's gonna get a whole lot worse yeah. before it gets better. You know, like I said, like it's it's hard, man. If they're not willing to listen, what's the point of speaking, right? Mm-hmm. And that's just how it works. Sometimes you just gotta move on. Yeah, like it goes back to me just like yeah. what I said earlier, like at the beginning of this podcast, when I meet people who aren't like willing to like have that open mindedness and you just know it. Like yeah. I just nod and agree because I like it's from like my family, like I've tried and tried and tried to like show them my perspective, but they just don't seem to get it. Mm-hmm. So at this point yeah. it's just it just causes me like extra grief, extra pain yeah, sure. to like have to keep going through that. So I just like okay. I agree. And like so sort of, like nod your head and then mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah. Yeah. fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm, I don't want it to sound like I'm talking to my parents. No, I love I'm them. not. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Mom, uh, if you ever listen to this, I yeah, absolutely yeah. love you. I'm so proud of everything you've done. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah, like, I'm proud of everything they've done. Like, I'm super grateful for all the things they've done for me and my siblings. I know they've sacrificed a lot to get us here. Yeah. Uh, it's just they got us here so that we could have a better life. Yeah. But they can't, we can't live a better life if we never live it. Exactly. No. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, What's the point of coming here? And I'm gonna live your old life. Mm-hmm. That's right. Exactly. exactly. They keep they keep saying like you know I brought you here yada yada. But then you have to, to you have to be raised how I was raised. Exactly. exactly. What? Yeah. I, I might as well go back to Vietnam. There are gangs all over cutting off <laughs> <Yeah>. arms. <laughs> uh, you know. And okay. So would you say that let's, let's let's go to friends now? Would you say that you automatically default to that, or are you open to changing people's minds? With friends, I'm a little different because with friends, again, it goes back to that thing about control. I have yeah. the choice of people who I get to be friends with. Mm-hmm. Right. And I like I see more and yeah. I like make that decision for myself. Okay, but well, you, so, you, so you meet these people and obviously you said that you have control over it. That means you can either continue or you can either just cut the friendship, right? So, so here's the thing. For so, me, it's yeah. like, it's not only my friends I have to consider. Sure. It's like friends of friends. Okay. Like, there are friends of Picard's who, yeah. like, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm the closest with. Or there are friends of views who I wouldn't necessarily say I'm the closest with. Sure. But in order for, like, us to have a cohesive relationship, in order for everyone to, like, sort of, like, get along well enough. Yeah. You know, it's important to... <laughs> no, I, I understand that. You have to maintain relationships with yeah. people who are very close-minded mm-hmm. in order to uh, preserve relationships that are, that are meaningful to you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes that's really tough, though, because sometimes that close-mindedness is... It, really like, like here let me give you an example sure i'm really glad you got uh yeah. michelle i like me and her are buds yeah but if we weren't buds i would have to like you know like oh that would be difficult trying exactly. to hang out with the yeah. card yeah, all the time. yeah i'd have yeah. to like 
force myself to like gel with her. Mm-hmm. You know? Right, that's true. That's See, true. I'm that's really true. glad Marinelle likes you both. Yeah, you know? no, no, me too, me too. Marinelle's my girlfriend, by the way. Yeah, yeah. But I'm so glad she likes you both because mm-hmm. it would imagine if I was like, hey, I'm gonna go hang out with Avram Picard. Oh, what are you guys doing? I don't like those guys. Mm-hmm. And then, very true, very like, true. You ask them, why don't you like them? Oh, I just don't like them. And that's that's that closed mindedness where you, it's just really hard to maintain after. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I know so, that. like, yeah. I'm glad, like, you know, I'm buds with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm one of the girls. But, <laughs> 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 but like, it goes back to, you know, if that wasn't there, like, sure. let's say, like, they were awful, like, hypothetically, hyper hypothetically, okay. they were awful people. Mm-hmm. Because I value my friendship with you guys so much, yeah. like I would be like you would still maintain. You would put up with yeah, it. really, yeah. So okay, so how far would like, you say I, you're going I mean, to go? Obviously, I would let you know. Like I'm like, oh, I'm yeah. not the biggest fan of like you know you're singing for another. But like if you were having like a birthday party or something, for example, I would still be there. Like I would be there for my friend. You know? Yeah, exactly. What about you? How far would you be willing to go? You know, mm, pretty pretty dang far, I'd say. Really? But like because like for me at the end of the day, if Picard's happy, if you're happy, right. That's all that matters. That's, that's how I see it. That's, that's, that's how, how I see it too. too. That's yeah. how I see yeah. it. That's how I see it. Yeah, exactly. I don't think it's because at the end of the day, they're like, they're I'm your not the person. Yeah, 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 yeah they're yeah. your significant other. If you're happy with it, and it's not negatively affecting our relationship, like yeah. there, I think the threshold for me is like when, let's say hypothetically, like your significant other's like shit talking me to you. Right. It's like, oh, Picard, he's such a bad friend to you. Yada yada. And like, there's gen objectively yeah. like nothing. Like I, I wasn't being a bad friend. It was just right. some shit talking going on. That's the threshold I would say is right. like when it starts to affect our relationship, then then there's a problem, right? You don't want. <laughs> so, okay. No, no. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's, that's my threshold. So mm-hmm. I asked that because let's say, let's say this, let's say we have a friend, right? And the significant other doesn't necessarily treat everyone else poorly, but the partner poorly. Like so how would you handle like that? Semi-abusive relationship. Yeah. So how would you handle that, you know? And because because um how we see it is they're not necessarily a horrible person. They clearly treat all of uh their partners' friends really well, but they treat the partner themselves really horribly. So how do you how far do you go there? It's tough because I mean, um but you clearly we, care about this friend, you know, you yeah, love this we, friend. We we would talk to this friend and it's like yeah. at the end of the day it's like it, but it's hard when you're in a relationship mm-hmm. with this yeah. person, right? It's like it's like me telling you, let, let's say you're deeply in love with this person sure. and you don't see you know, all the red flags just look like flags to you, right? That is true. Right. When you're wearing, uh, what was it? Rose, rose, rose colored glasses. glasses. Yes, all rose colored glasses. Yeah. Yeah. I think it goes back to what you said. Uh, what was it? Like, you have to learn the... Yeah, sometimes there's a lesson you have to learn it. And like, I don't want you to learn it that way. But yeah, you have but to you learn have it. to learn it that way, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's... I think that it's a problem if you don't learn it that way. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, you still don't learn your lesson. But like, I think at that point... Yeah. I think it goes back to like you know you're your own person you have to like make right. those own decisions and like, like we can't be living your lives for you right like, you can't dictate yeah. every aspect it goes back to our parents too our parents can't live yeah, our lives for you us want... our parents can't dictate right. what's yes. best for us yeah. we can't be dictating what's best for our friend I think with a friend it's different though like if they come up to you and they ask you for advice or whatever mm. or they ask for your opinion you can give it to them yeah. then you have a big you influence. can you can be yeah. like a concerned friend and go in and you know like say hey this is what yeah. i think like i don't mm-hmm. like the way this person's treating you yeah. i don't like the way your partner's treating you have you seen the way she treats other people or have you seen the way he treats other people mm-hmm. those two things don't like correlate right yeah. but at the end of the day it's their decision yep um if the, it's a different case if there's like a big like safety risk involved yeah. and like you feel like you know you're fearing for the other person's life yes right? yes thankfully we've never had to like encounter that situation right mm-hmm. yeah but 
that's how I would view it. Well, okay. So in terms of Mr. Know-it-all, right? Mm-hmm. And when it comes to friends, how would you deal with that? Like, what, what, what has been your experience? I'll go first. Um, I have a close friend, a very dear friend to me, mm-hmm. you know? What's <laughs> oh, so funny? I'm not laughing. I'm just breathing air. Out of my and nose. sometimes, sometimes it's hard to maintain this relationship because they have all these amazing attributes. You know, they're caring, they're kind, they're friendly, they're they're sensitive, mm-hmm. and those are amazing traits. But the underlying one is they're stubborn. You know, mm-hmm. and they are sometimes missing know it all. And so, sometimes it's a little bit hard to maintain that friendship. And like, I completely understand what you mean by you control every relationship in your life. But sometimes you can't control the way they feel. You can't control their reaction. You can do everything yeah. you can in the world to make them feel like mm-hmm. they're right, you know? I, I think for me personally, it goes back yeah. to that threshold you talked about. And it's how much of that threshold that you have. Yeah. Like, if I have a friend who is jeopardizing my relationship yeah. with other people who I consider really close, sure. then they're not really respecting me enough mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Be, be the person to be, like, okay, okay, I might not be the... Like, for example, going yes. back to the example of, like, if one of your significant others was yeah. not the greatest person and sure. did not enjoy hanging out with them. Mm-hmm. I still respect you enough, and, yeah. like, I know that this person's important to you. Sure. So I am going to, you know, swallow my pride, swallow my ego, whatever it right. is, yeah. and just be there as a friend for yeah. you and mm-hmm. be there because of you. Exactly. See, I asked all this because we had our own conflict. <laughs> yes, we did. We did. <laughs> and we'll touch on that in a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and that Mr. Know-it-all point, it's it's sometimes hard because you you sometimes feel like Mr. Know-it-all when you're trying to do the right thing. And sometimes mm-hmm. you might be completely in I, I, you know? I, No, I agree. I, I agree yeah. with that. I definitely had a situation where I felt like, you know, I was yeah. Mr. Know-it-all. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. I, Everyone uh, has that moment. Everybody yeah. has it. But how do, you, yeah. how, do you, how do you find yourself being Mr. Know-it-all, you know? I think it's like, you, you just have to take a step back and just kind of look at the bigger picture and like realize what you're saying yeah. and how it affects other mm-hmm. people. Yeah. So it's like, it's like at the end of the day, it's like your words make people feel a certain way especially if you're very close to the person that's right that's right and to touch on his point sure how do you like see that yeah for me it was uh i had a conflict with a friend right and um like i wasn't really hearing what the other person was saying yeah because it got very personal it got very yeah and like obviously like people like feelings were hurt my feelings were definitely hurt yeah. and like i couldn't objectively see what they were saying because of my relationship to them mm-hmm. it wasn't until i went and like explained the situation to a third party and the third <laughs> party like explained it to me yeah. i was like okay this makes we're sense we're getting somewhere yeah i don't know how mm-hmm. i didn't mm-hmm. see this before yeah 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 but yeah. like um and i like made those corrections mm-hmm. but still that wasn't enough to like salvage that friendship because yeah. for me like again feelings were hurt yeah. They they had their feelings hurt as well, yeah. and never got to that point where like either party was able to hit that resolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it sucks, and yeah. like it just mm-hmm. it ended. But it's a very hard balancing act between telling them what they did wrong right. versus telling them like what aspect of their character is wrong. Like people feel it, a certain it's way. It's hard when, in the moment too. That's to right. Separate things. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. People yeah. feel a certain way when they think they're shitting on who you are yeah. as a person versus like maybe what you did wrong and that's a mistake. Like, it's just like, you know, going into it with like, I don't know, maybe giving them the benefit of the doubt or yeah. like saying like, hey, I know you have good intentions, but this is how I see things. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, when you have a disagreement with someone, all you can really do is like give them 
your valid perspective yeah. and kind of, you know, let them maybe convince them, make them see quote unquote reason or right. like just kind of hopefully convince them to what you th- might think is right. Yeah. I think it's like, yeah, like, like what Afgar said about his story. It's like, it's not the way, it's not what they were saying that was wrong. It's how they made him feel. Yeah. Was wrong. It was personally, like they were personally attacking him mm-hmm. and it was just like, he went to some third party and they just yeah. told him like in a different manner without like, you know, without the emotions being shitting involved. on his character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, yeah. And it's just like, Oh, he got it. It yeah. was just that easy, you know? And I think this is a perfect segue to our conflict. That we had an <laughs> argument. Uh, oh, it was a very, Oh, I think that was probably the biggest argument ever. Do, do you want to give like the context behind it? Yeah, you should go ahead. Give, give your the side, like, of, give the your side of the story. Oh, After yeah, I will give his side of the story, story. and then I will so, give my um, side of the story. Currently, as you guys know, we're in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, planning hangouts in a pandemic is very difficult. I know this firsthand because I tried it. We just got to like th- like phase three, and they were like, we just, "You're allowed to have like uh, yeah. like people." Was well, like, up to fifty? I think up to fifty up people. To 50 people. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was uh, well before the restriction was, I think six or ten. Was it six? It, it was a very small number. Ten it was outside. a very ten outside. It was ten. ten so outside. the problem is our group of friends is way larger than ten. So it makes things like exponentially harder with You're every like, person. What, 13, 14? No. Oh, more. 18 23 people? people that Yeah, group. okay, 23 people. Yeah. And so planning the hangout was very difficult because of um, schedule conflicts or just like conflict between friends and sometimes just weather too. Weather in June is absolutely <laughs> yeah. horrible. It rains one day. It, June is stupid. It's, it's surprisingly yeah, stupid, and yeah. especially for you, you would understand. We talked about this with uh, your yeah. painting, and yeah, my my business runs off of predicting the weather. That's <laughs> half my job. The, the weather forecasts are wrong half the time. So. Kurt's not only a painter; he's a meteorologist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, you know, and there was uh, there were many hurdles that came up, and one of the biggest hurdles came up was uh, and you had to bear like the brunt of those hurdles because you were the more person yeah. planning. and so like you're planning a barbecue, right? Yeah, it was, a, it was a barbecue for all of our friends and, like, plus ones that wanted to come. And so we were setting up the date, and it seemed like everything was finalized. And so um, I hear last minute that uh, Afkar, um, he, he feels really shitty. You know, he feels really crappy. And obviously, for me, I'm I'm pissed off. I'm so stressed. I Personally, I thought he was joking. I thought he was lying. I thought this was the borderline worst prank I've ever heard in my life. And... Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got very upset, and so I, I remember asking him, like, is this for real? And he I, he told me, it's real. Okay, so so explicitly, what did he do? He he said he couldn't come, right? Yeah. Well, he, I... Yeah. I, I okay, he he so, wanted to get so. tested. And so the problem with getting tested is our group of friends are so tight-knit that mm-hmm. technically speaking, every half the party attending to the barbecue would need to get tested at that point. Yeah, because we all saw Afkar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and if we all didn't see Afkar, uh, the plus ones did, including my little brother, um, they... Afkar and a bunch of our friend has like uh, I like I drove him. Yeah, yeah. They like hung we were out in direct contact yeah, before hung I started out feeling before. exactly. So let me let me give my perspective. So yeah, this was like uh, I think I gave you like four days notice. Like it was four days before the barbecue yeah. happened, where I started feeling COVID symptoms. Sure. Yeah. And uh, like I'd been pretty safe up until that point. Right. So I like I, I talked to a lot of people who I came in contact with. No one told me that like they were having the same symptoms. Right. What it ended up being was sun poisoning. And apparently, sun poisoning gives you the same symptoms as COVID. Yeah, pretty and, similar. Yeah, Wait, and and that's difficult because that week the temperature spiked ten degrees. Yeah, like, it was beautiful. We were getting weather. like those like heat 
way best. Absolutely yeah. beautiful yeah. weather. Twenty five mm-hmm. degrees all week when before it was fifteen degrees, and so like it's it was hard to see if you had COVID or it was sun poisoning. But whoever hears of sun poisoning, I didn't even know sun poisoning was a thing. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I fully thought I had COVID. Like, I was super yeah. scared. I was so paranoid. Not for right. myself, because, like, I like I feel like I'm a pretty fit person right. like, relative to my family. Yeah, you mm-hmm. look great. You look great, after. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I was scared for my family's health. Like, I was scared for, um, like, for my sister, who's, like, a immune compromised. Like, she had her vaccine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think she had her second dose as well. But, like, the thing was, like, I was still scared. Like, yeah. having two doses doesn't give you a hundred percent i think it's only like 88 yeah something like Uh, that yeah uh so i was like super serious about it like i was in my room i wore gloves all the time i never left like i told my parents like i locked my room door Mm -hmm. and even then my parents were trying to come in i was like why covid to them isn't real either (laughs) (laughs) no 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 they were the type of people who'd yell at me like if i went out to like go for a run or something right because of covid but then i was having covid symptoms and they like tried to come in and check on which didn't make sense yeah um anyway (laughs) different tangent so i was super sick in my room like uh i lost my sense of smell like the second day in and so that is one of the most common symptoms of covid yeah and i was freaking out i was freaking out like for me it was like i thought i was like this is it it's over you had a good run no like you know um and uh i went to go get tested right I went and got my first test. It came back negative. Yeah. But then my symptoms only got worse. So I called the nurse line and they told me to go get a second test. Because right. The yeah. chance of like uh, getting a false positive is I think 30% yeah. or something. That's like high, that. really? That's high. That's one. In, that's think, high. I yeah. it's 30%. Maybe like 10, 20, 10, 20%. I don't know. I, I, yeah. Maybe I'm, quoting, maybe I'm quoting the nurse line wrong. Okay, but okay. that was a number that I thought. So I went and get my second test. And the second test was, I think, two days before the barbecue right yeah yeah so i was waiting to hear about it mm-hmm. and the problem was we can proceed with the barbecue mm-hmm. if because we had to know whether i had covid because otherwise yeah. everyone who was attending that barbecue yeah that's right would be at risk and because we, we'd all, all seen you at some point yes yeah. Yeah. at some point during that week yeah, yeah. and since the incubation incubation time is 14 days like, yeah we we're worried about within that. those 14 days yeah mm-hmm. who did you see yeah yeah so i messaged kevin and i was like I think you should cancel. Yeah. Like, I think that's a responsible thing to do. Yeah. It's not, like, it's not fair to, like, put, like, all these yeah. people in risk and, like, mm-hmm. spread it worse. Yeah. I was uh, I was very reluctant. I was very angry. That's uh, probably the most important key here, which ignited mm-hmm. the argument to mm-hmm. a whole other level. I was very angry. And but I think so, it's because you, at the time, you didn't believe you had COVID, right? Yeah. And so it was like, we had already canceled multiple times for many different occasions. So now I hear like this news where half of us have to get tested, including me. So I was very, very angry. And so I... Um, and you had purchased all the meat already. Yeah. So, so everything was set and everything was prepared for the following day. So mm-hmm. that's, uh, my, my thoughts were running rampant. And that night it was uh, met. One thing turned into another where um, we had a group call with a bunch of friends. And so there was a lot of miscommunication there, but it was... Most... I wasn't in that group call. Yes, yeah, so Just, it's yeah. important to know Afkar was not in that group call. But so I didn't know that this had taken place. Picard and I, and so and a few others have. And so it was, it was, a, it was, a, it was a very negative call. And a lot of comments were being said about Afkar in a really negative way, you know, like... Because uh, they thought they thought he had done it intentionally, yeah. Yeah. and I was trying to defend him the best I could. But even I was angry. I was very upset, and 
Um, it wasn't. Well, sure, he, he was trying to defend you, actually. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. So, an, so was I. I, 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 had a, I, like, I was silent most of the call. Yeah. yeah. But then you were like, he was saying like, like other people were saying some stuff. He was like actively trying to say, like I will give, give Kevin props for this. He was actively trying to say like, listen, I'm angry at Africa right now, but it's like, don't like, yeah, so say what, whatever your, random, your quor- yeah, whatever I, your quarrels are with him, yeah. don't say random. You remember the shit. exact like, quote? It's, yeah. it's just about the barbecue, okay? And so it was my yeah. fault because I didn't believe that my friend had COVID, and so that that's a huge fault right there. And I just want to say, like, yeah, I know I messed up. Um, an hour later, this really took off when um, what was it? There, there was a big message from Afro in the group chat. It was a big, big, big. No, no, no. Message. You messaged him message, first. You messaged. You messaged. Him I messaged Afro first. Pissed him yes. Off. So. Yeah. Like at this point, I was like full serious mode. Was, like, yeah. I was not in a joking manner yeah. at all. It was like, late at night. So yeah, after, yeah, after yeah. I just found out and the, the way he heard it, I, I can tell he was angry. He, you know, a bunch of his own friends were shit talking him. No, no I didn't even hear that. that. Like I just oh. heard like you, like you messaged me, you were something like. Yeah. And so I was very you, you aggressive. You were frustrated. You were yeah. frustrated. I was, no, I was very angry. Yeah, I was very angry. And so and my, angry. my string of texts uh, to Afker was, oh my God, it was the most... It's very wow. emotional. It's very aggressive. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. very aggressive, very emotional, very angry. Yeah, and at uh, that point, like I was like, after I wasn't having this shit, yeah, he I was, was like, very pissed off. Serious? It was it was fire with fire, and yeah. so the problem was though is um, I wasn't super serious. Yes, I was angry, but my anger wasn't towards him. It was anger because how could you get how could you get COVID? Yeah. You know, and it, and I think I directed it, and I. Mm-hmm conveyed it in a wrong way in a, in a very wrong way because that then moved on to and again this goes back to like what happened earlier when i was talking about like with my other friend yeah um it's hard like, yeah when, yeah when you're trying to like communicate like it's hard to like walk that fine line of like being objective yeah and also like getting your emotions See, out and like right. try and talk that's about right. that that's right. what i say that's it was right. with a friend you know because in the moment i was very close-minded you know, I was I was that guy. Because you recognize that. You know, this mm-hmm. this whole podcast. I was that guy. I I did not want to listen. I was very angry, and I said a lot of stupid things that night, which led into uh, Afkar going to Picard, and so, which was really smart, honestly, honest to God. No, because I remember. If, I, if I, I mess- to me is always no, no, smart. I, I messaged him, and I was like. Let's talk about this after we both had some time. Like I messaged and you, I, and I, was I like, wasn't gonna do that. Yeah, I, I was like, I was gonna we'll talk about this in yeah. the morning because I was pretty pissed, and I'm not someone who normally gets very yes. angry. And I, I know when I'm angry, like I'm gonna say hurtful things. Yeah. So I was like, let's See, talk about this in the morning. Like, I knew, I knew I could take it, and I pushed it. And yeah. so, like, I guess, I guess the smartest move here was after going to Picard. That was the smartest move because if you let us continue battling mm-hmm. it out mm-hmm. in the pot it would have it's true it would have because like it slowly escalates from like it did slowly it, it wasn't slowly escalating it was very quickly yeah, escalating. It, it escalates from just being like the issue about the barbecue to, to like to like character yeah character flaws yeah stuff like that and so like Afka went to Picard and Picard calls me up he's like you know what Afka's really upset right now and for me for some reason that didn't click and I thought you know what I'm gonna talk to him now and I called Afka maybe nine ten times nine ten times later yeah, I, told, fa- I told him to talk to you to, to, in the morning and that's yeah. what he yeah. wanted and, and, I, he, and he didn't listen he kept <laughs> calling, kept calling. I'm like, I'm like yo stop calling and it was so funny because like he was yeah. messaging me like yo he's not answering yeah, my phone is, yeah. is he asleep or is he intentionally doing it I'm like let me check. I call after <laughs> picks up immediately what you want. I'm like, just check in if you slept by. <laughs> Cause I was I wasn't trying to say like, yeah. oh Kevin wants to talk to yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I was like, just check in if you were asleep. Yeah. See ya. So what? Yeah, <laughs> and like I knew I didn't want to answer it. It was it wasn't. Oh, I like, knew he didn't want to answer yeah, it. Too. It wasn't because like 
I, I hate you or anything. It's just I value our friendship, and yeah. I know at the moment I was in like a very emotional place, and I don't normally get. See me to too. That, like, See, I don't normally yeah. get angry. Like anger is not at friends. Not at yeah. friends. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, it's not an emotion that like I'm very like familiar with. Yeah. So I know once I get angry, I'm gonna say some stupid things and things I'm gonna regret. Fair enough. And See, like things not. that aren't even true. Like things I just I'm just gonna say just because I want to hurt you. Yeah, it's just character anger. attacking at that yeah. point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to like wait until the next morning where like I could at least sleep it off and like yeah. at least calm down and talk <laughs> to you like rationally about it. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's uh, what it's one a.m. now. When I am now, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm relentless with it. Um, oh my God, I'm telling Africa, you better fucking pick up, you know? And obviously I shouldn't have used those exact words, but even then, I think, I think Africa thought in the moment, oh, he's, he, he's calling to bitch me out, you know? And I, I wasn't like, for me, I want to talk. And so I was ready for a fight. Like, I, was Af- the car, yeah. I was like, fuck this guy. I'm, <laughs> fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, about to go off. Yeah. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And like you know, like as as funny as it seems, oh my god! In the moment, that was, it was not scary. Funny. It was scary. That wasn't scary because it was. It like, was pretty scary. I was. Yeah. I was scary. It's scary. It's scary. I was scary. Because it, it's not only words. It's the it's the idea of I'm about to lose a friendship. You know, I'm yeah. so angry it I can't was, think was, right. It was but, on the line. Like and like yeah. looking back at now, it wasn't worth losing a friendship. It, it wasn't. It's, it's silly. Not worth it's it. so silly. Yeah. It's yeah, so but, silly. Oh, in the moment, man, I was that close minded one. I was so mm-hmm. angry, and mm-hmm. so like I I wasn't even open to seeing different perspectives, and so. Like, man, thinking back, what? So it was an hour of yelling. We literally got nowhere until Picard was like. Picard acted like Picard, a mediator. Picard was really yeah. meeting. It's mm-hmm. what two a.m. now. Pretty sure it was like three or four a.m. Yeah, now. it was like it was <laughs> no late. three or three to four a.m. was when we were finally like understanding. But yeah, two, yeah, two, two a.m. now, yeah, Picard yeah. starts speaking. I know I slept at five. That's all I know. Oh, we slept Took at a quick five. nap before. Work, I had you know? like two tests the next morning. Uh, after I did not, I, I was chilling because I called it sick to work. Yeah, well, I after, used my sick day because I was actually after sick. After did not yeah. work. Yeah, true, true. Picard had to paint the next day on some roof and hope he didn't fall off from drowsiness. <laughs> yeah. yep. and, like I was that guy, you know, that close-mindedness, and so like. But we had that conversation with Picard, and yeah. like he was sort of able to like take the emotion out of it and like mm-hmm. show me your side. Yeah, and like. I apologized for like. See, that's where that humility comes in, where you're like, I'm not that important. Like, humility is um, the modest viewing of one's importance. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a good way of putting. And and in the moment, you think, Oh my god, oh, this friendship is not worth losing. You know, I'm gonna say sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna take everything I did wrong, and I'm gonna tell him. And so like, that's exactly what we did. You know, in the moment you realize, oh, shoot, that's what humility is. I'm not going to lose this friendship. Mm-hmm. And you start to value what, what's more important, you winning or mm. keeping and, exactly, and, and I will exactly. uh, I will give you props to that, that like you sort of saw, swallowed your ego and like you, mm-hmm. like yeah. you were, you were mad enough to admit that like, you know, I fucked up. Yeah, no, and it's like, important because a lot of people won't even admit that. Like yeah. they'll just they'll yeah. just get lost in their ego. And, and I, you took the first step to like admitting yeah. that. Like yeah. I didn't have to come up to you and be like, "Yo, what's up?" You know, yeah. you like took that initiative and you were like, "Hey, I'm sorry. I <laughs> fucked up. I was just upset." Like, and you explained your yeah. side to me, and I was like, "I get it." Yeah. And we were, we're able to look past it now. Like the fact that we're talking about it right now is like, yeah. like, oh no, the fact that we're talking about it right now, it's it's comical. You know, people mm-hmm. listening to this are like, oh, like, it's not that big of a spat. Oh, know? but in the in the moment, it was oh, huge. It was, yeah. In the moment, it was that's, huge. It was life or death. And like, you have to understand, like, oh after and I have never had an argument for 
I would say. That bad, that bad. That bad. That bad. We've had like tiny. Yeah, we've had disagreements. Yeah, we've had. Yeah. See, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. We've yeah, had disagreements yeah. or you can even call them debates. Heated debates. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've had heated debates. Yeah. Calgary's. Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but like, I'd say this is the first argument and it's it's surprising how an argument can very quickly turn into you versus me. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I hate that. Yeah, this guy. it was you versus me, not yeah. the yeah. situation yeah. that yeah. happened. And See, not yeah. the- See, the humility disappears because. It wasn't, yeah, like you said, it wasn't about the situation anymore. It was yeah. about like, oh, something's wrong with you. Yeah. Like yeah. you're taking this stance because something's wrong with you. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with me. There's something wrong with you. And that's how like both of you were acting. It's a lot of you statements. Why. It's a yeah, lot yeah. of you yeah. statements. Not, yeah. a, not enough I statements. Yeah. And that's where the humility so disappears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. It was the most fuck you have ever heard. Oh, man. Yeah. Should have seen, you should have seen his call with me, man. Oh my God. was going off and I was just. It was, it was good though. I had to get some exercise in. So I was like walking around my room like. Oh, yeah. I was bedridden the whole day, so I was like, yeah. suddenly I had all this energy. I was like, fuck this. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, humility kicks in, because we're, we're speaking about this now, because, mm-hmm. like, and it seems funny, and it seems like such a... What's ironic idea. is, on the actual day of the barbecue, it rained. It rained. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was so oh, funny. So here's the kicker. Here's that little uh, God twist, twist at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, the day of barbecue is supposed to go down, okay? It rains. Like, and, and that morning, I got my second uh, COVID test back, and it was, like, negative. it was so negative. His so, his COVID like, test. Oh, there's no choice. There's no chance. Like, yeah. two in a row can be Exactly. Negative. And I messaged yeah. the barbecue group, and I was like, hey, I'm still not going to come. Yeah. But my test is, like, double negative. You yeah. guys can go ahead. Like, it's all good. You yeah. need to go. And so, it rained. <laughs> yeah, it rained. So, that was the funny thing. Weather forecast that entire week, 25 degrees. Beautiful sun. Yeah. And then a week, every day, like, a week after that exactly yeah we had like the heat wave and like yeah Yeah. it was heat wave and and so it was like hottest day in recorded well hottest day recorded in uh what bc history we broke many records i think globally too we were hotter than dubai yeah at one point yeah it's just that one day dubai is 51 degrees right now that's crazy so like it it seems so stupid because all of it wasn't worth it because it rained it led to nothing yeah. Led to nothing. But, you know, we stayed up till 5 a.m. arguing. We mediated something that shouldn't have been anything. And we ha- had an even better barbecue afterwards. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we had a better barbecue yeah, we better. But it better. rained. Do you not see, like, that's yeah, God laughing. Funny. That's, that's hilarious. Yeah, that funny. itself is hilarious. It's funny. It rained the next day. Yeah. Now, now, let me fill in the gaps on this story, okay? Yeah. From my perspective. Because Picard was the only party that was objective. Only. I tried to be. Yeah, I tried yeah. to be. I didn't, I didn't take sides in this. I don't... Yeah. I like I tried my best to not let my personal feelings like get in kind of like who I agreed with. It didn't matter. Yeah. It was just like getting you guys to see each other's perspective. I wanna, that, uh, that's what was important. I want to give props before you start. Picard stayed up <laughs> till five a.m. That's that's no that's no joke. That's you know that's no feat to joke about. He mediated between two friends. Like I think Picard was the only one who knew like what was about to go down for real because yeah. and Afco said it was just straight anger and so was mine. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, and it's, it's, um, yeah, I mean, like, from my perspective, I knew right out of the bat. I said, I put this on the record multiple times after I did not have COVID. I, I just bet, I put that on the line. I was like, I was like, I will bet money, Bitcoin, whatever. After I did not have COVID. Okay? Yeah, because this, like, this guy tells me, this guy tells me, he's like, one day I was asking him, like, you want to hang out or whatever? He's like, no, I'm playing basketball. He's like, I played basketball for four hours. I'm like, dude. There's like a heat wave going on. Yeah, weather jumps like, like 10 30, degrees. It's like yeah. 36 degrees, man. He's like, 
yeah, I played basketball for like four hours. And I knew this guy, anytime he does physical activity, runs out of water in like the first 30 minutes. <laughs> like, ain't no way this guy brought extra water or he went to go refill. No, I, okay, okay. In my defense, I carry three liters around now. I don't give a shit. Four <laughs> hours, man. You probably ran out in the first hour. Yeah. yeah he yeah, ran yeah. out and then he playing. And then the next day, he's like, oh, I got a headache, guys. I'm like, no fucking shit. You played basketball in the In the sun seconds. with no water. Yeah. I can't even work in the sun that hot. You know, I just. And I don't this, is a, this is like peak, like yeah. 5 p.m. right after work. I'm like, I already knew. I'm like, dude, I'll make any bet with anyone. He does not have COVID. I don't care what, like, the, and the test, like, oh, you know, I was a little scared because I might have been wrong. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It both came back negative. And I was like, yeah, I t- fucking told you. But then the thing is, like, I, I feel like Afgar was, was hurt in the beginning because your focus was more on the barbecue, Rather not than his, his health. health. Yeah. The yeah. first thing he told me when he was like, oh, I might have COVID symptoms. And I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, shit, are you okay? And stuff like that. And then, like, I think your first reaction was like, are you seriously going to cancel? And that was my mistake mm-hmm. where I'll never mm-hmm. make again. Where it was like, I focused on the wrong thing. Because mm-hmm. I just wasn't thinking I was that. Mm-hmm. Because you didn't think of how that would make him feel. No, right? I didn't. Like, like, I didn't. like in yeah. his, at, at the time, it's like, he's telling you, he's stressed. He's like, fuck, I just lost my sense of smell. I might have COVID, yada, yada, yada. And then, like, he tells you. Because he, you know, yeah. you're a good close friend and stuff. And he's like, you're worried about the barbecue. And then that yeah. sends the wrong message to him, right? It's not no, that immediately. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's, yeah. that's what like, I felt like caused that like, you know, rift there. And then afterwards, yeah. you know, a little bit more miscommunication mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and then like, just because of the absence of some words or some like things that you should have said. Yeah. It was like, you were painting Afghar as the reason why yeah. the barbecue got to cancel. Like it wasn't, you know, it was his fault. Not, not the fact that like. You know, yeah, there might be a health concern or yada yada. It was yeah. like his fault. Like mm-hmm. he ca- intentionally decided to cause. Yeah, it, right? he has malice. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah we, was... we can't blame him for like feeling those symptoms, right? Obviously. We, we can't say don't don't play basketball in the sun for four hours in thirty six degree weather without ample water. Every day. I, I mean, you can say that. I, well, no, I, I am. Yeah, saying, but yeah, I am saying, <laughs> I'm saying that. thinking back but now, it's yeah. like there's so many things I could have done better. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and, and hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, and and it's and it's glad you recognize that now, right? Because some people. Going through all this, I know there are some some of our friends who would just like be like, "Oh, I did nothing fuck wrong." Fuck that guy. <laughs> in, 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 I did nothing and wrong. I quote, "Fuck that guy." Yep. Yep. I know that's the exact quote. And yeah, I know. Like, man, if you if you went there to mediate, holy fuck. Yeah, it would been a shit show, man. We might not be here today. Yeah, we might not be. No, here. we wouldn't. We wouldn't. That's like you, you saw how how much anger there was. There, there was no, no it was way. Bad. It was bad. It was no it was way. It was bloody. It was bloody. Like he called me and he was like literally like. Fuck this guy, fuck his yeah. barbecue, I don't give a fuck. And I was like, yo, calm down, bro. <laughs> fuck this guy, I don't care. It's like in bed, I'm like, oh, fucking. Yeah, he's like, no, I, around I, my yeah. Room. I was literally in bed. I was like, please calm down, man. <laughs> no, like, like in the moment, too, like, like that's probably why I want to call so much. That's the most energy I had in the, like, three day oh, stretch where I was, like, feeling. Like I've shit. never been that angry before, though. No, I was, like, energetic, bro. I was ready to run a marathon. Fucked, yeah. And. Yeah. So, what would you say, like, Going on to future relationships, what can you take away from this? For me, it's like, oh, I need to take a fucking step back. Like, for me, like see, there's that part of, like, closed-mindedness where I didn't... I genuinely, in the moment, I didn't think, mm-hmm. and I didn't care about the other, like, party, which I know now to do. I know to think about the person, not the situation, you know? And, well, I think for me, what I've always done is, like, I always, like, uh, whether it's Picard or you... Yeah. I try and go to one of you if I have a conflict with someone. Right. Excuse me. Is uh, I go to one of you and try to be as objective as possible. And I always like say it too. I'm like, again, I'm saying it from my point of view. There mm-hmm. might be a bias. That's mm-hmm. un- 
like uh, unconscious bias mm-hmm. yeah. by trying to give an objective view of what happened and mm-hmm. then ask a third party for their opinion. Right. Yeah. Um, and the second thing is like, uh, I'm really keen on like taking that break when I need it. Yeah. Like being able to like step back. So humility, you know, it's the modesty of oneself. Yeah. Like, oh, this isn't. And like, even when you were calling, I knew yeah. I shouldn't have answered, but it was like that ego in me being mm. like, oh, this fucker's <laughs> calling me. Yeah, all right. You gotta, you gotta, right. you gotta throw hands. Yeah, yeah, no, no, nine see, calls. All right. <laughs> like it took nine calls. <laughs> yep. and I was like, all right, fuck it. It's we're hard. going in. Yeah, but it's hard in the moment to just put the phone down, you know, when all those emotions. Well, I mean, it's also hard in the moment to put the phone down when it keeps buzzing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. That's true. When things are that tense and like. Yeah. Like I turned on do not disturb, but like my do not disturb goes through for calls. Yeah. And like at the moment, you know, I wasn't like, oh well time to go into settings and like change the yeah, do not disturb yeah, settings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but yeah, that is something where like moving on, I think it's uh it's important for me like just if there's conflict happening, just being able to be like, hey, I just need some space, I need to think about it. And yeah. then you know, at a time when I'm like calmer about it, we mm-hmm. can we can have a more rational and like the a calm discussion about mm-hmm. what happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As opposed to just like a yelling match, which was what which it was. It was, yeah. it was. It was. It was a yelling match. It was with Picard sitting in bed like, holy crap, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. No, I was scared. I was scared. And yeah. uh, I would say my key takeaways from this is just like, you know, the fact that like, you don't know everything. I don't know everything. Yeah. None of us know everything. Our parents yeah. don't know everything. Yeah. So don't, <laughs> so don't, so don't act like you know everything. Right. And some people have that disconnect. It's like, hey, maybe they're an expert in this or maybe they've got a lot of things like, just consider that there are valid perspectives outside of what you think. No, of course. Uh, there might not be, you know, sometimes there is a right answer, like an objectively right answer, and yeah. sometimes there really isn't. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, consider everybody's perspectives. And I think um, a quote that I really like is like, um, no one will remember what you said or did, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. Mm. Fair, that's yeah. very yeah. important. That's so, important. and like, that's perfect segue into what I was going to say next, mm-hmm. which is you can't, you can't like, you might objectively know all the facts, sure. but you can't know how the other person feels. Mm. Right. Yeah. And like, that's something that's really important yeah. because that could be the difference between that. That is a, no, that's a really big factor. Yeah. Like how, like what Picard said, how other people feel about you. It's super important. Yeah. Um, like our issue, I feel like it was pretty simple and like we could have solved it like objectively, yeah. but it was the fact that feelings were hurt. And like, oh, that yeah. was like, that, that was personal. what hurt. The, yeah, yeah, that was the thing that like I take away from it the most. It's not yeah. about like what, what we said or anything. It's the way you made me feel. No, me too. It's yeah, like, right. I was like, that's right. damn, that's like right. I never want to make him feel like that. Like, I never want to make any of my friends feel like that, mm-hmm. you know? And that's like probably the biggest lesson I learned out of yeah. that. Like, and it wasn't like your intention to make him feel like that. It was just yeah, a lapse no, in judgment. Just, it was just a lapse yeah, in judgment. Yeah. That, that's what it is. And it's like when you start to think like from Afghanistan's perspective, it was like, oh, this guy doesn't, like he starts thinking about those bad intentions. Like doing that on purpose. Like, you, yeah, you don't, yeah, yeah, you don't like him, or you don't, mm-hmm. you know, then that's when it starts to like spiral out of control. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, that was uh, we got to wrap it up. This is a lengthy episode. I think we did a really <laughs> great job on this one. Talked about a lot of important things related to humility and open mindedness. Yeah, uh, this was the uh, work in progress podcast um, with uh, Kevin special Vu. guest, special, special guest Kevin Vu. Thank and, you so much again for agreeing to do this. For having I know me, guys. it's uh, so. yeah, I know it's. And it was a little intimidating, like recording a podcast, and, like, especially with like your thoughts and yeah, you know, being yeah, 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 recorded yeah. forever. And mm-hmm. it's kind of, yeah. But that's a perfect discussion for another day. Yeah. Um, thank you for being here. Really do appreciate it and love you lots, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys.